Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard. Starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai. Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron. Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot. And Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margo. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you are listening to Prismatic Guard on the We Play RPGs Network. This is a bilingual true crime podcast. And I am your host, Eli, joined by... Hola, I'm Abby, and I play Flint. I was going to say something clever and draconic, but whatever. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ashley, and I play Margo Yabat. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yes. It gives me feels every time I say it. Yeah. Well, this episode is brought to us by MetallicDiceGames.com. Uh, as can be expected, Metallic Dice Games makes dice. They have a massive array of metal dice. Uh, Ashley actually has... Ashley, actually. Ashley, <laughs> uh, She has a set of their uh, burnished aluminum so it, it's super light because aluminum's really light and it has this like rainbow sheen to it very cool mm-hmm. I was confused with how light they were because since they looked like metal <laughs> mm-hmm. I picked them up and I was like what and they also sell gemstone dice um, I'm looking at, I have two sets of gemstone dice from them. I have some amethyst dice, and I also have some, it's called purple imperial. Uh, imperial is the type of stone. It's almost, it has this really cool white marbling through it. Um, I got the purple kind. Ashley has the red. Mm-hmm. And you can also get uh, resin dice, and as a just for me, hobby, I've been making resin dice, and it's fucking hard. We respect Metallic Dice Games for getting their resin dice so nice. I can't even fathom how they're making the gemstone dice with the precision that they do. It It's wild to me. Um, and if you would also like your mind blown, then you can go to MetallicDiceGames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD for 10% off your entire order. We are also brought to you by Found Familiar Coffee. Found Familiar... Their coffee's really good to start off with. Um, I drink it every morning when I go into work. And it's all D&D-themed names. Um, I've been drinking a lot of Goodberry recently. I'm thinking about switching over to uh, Step just to switch things up. But 
each bag also comes with really cool fantasy themed artwork and uh, it's pretty easy to peel off doesn't tear easily so it's pretty easy to like peel it off of the bag and save it if you like um, and something that's really important to us is that found familiar credits their artists on the on each bag and if you'd like to get yourself some, and you can also get, uh, maybe you don't know what you like, you can go ahead and try out their two-ounce sample bags, which is two to three cups of coffee, um, and put some of those in your cart at foundfamiliar.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD for 10% off your whole order. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so last time... You guys, um, frankly, annihilated a large pack of werewolves. Yeah. Partially with the help of, um, let me, what, um, I forgot to write down his last name, but, uh, Kuzma. This uh, much older orcish man who was like, yeah, I don't feel right. You guys are accomplished, but I don't feel right about you going out there by yourselves. And he was just completely unharmed. The lucky bastard. (laughs) Heck yeah. (laughs) I giggle. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's fucking wild. You guys annihilated those werewolves. Uh, and I'm mad about it. But We just got really good rolls, and they rolled very, very badly. I don't know what happened. It's like, what the fuck, man? Kuzma nice. got real lucky is what happened. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, we just had really good rolls, and I'm pretty sure, you know, the dice gods are gonna are going to get us for that one. Oh, they will. They always do. I'm knocking on my desk, which is made of wood, so uh, hopefully it doesn't happen during a really important um, fight. <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't want any of us to die. We're so close. Too bad. Um, <laughs> one of one of the things you guys did decide to do was kind of hang out for the better part of a week so that Flint could um, enchant a couple of spears. It won't offer like a plus one benefit or anything like that, but it's just magic enough that it should be able to hurt werewolves. Um, Because a couple of the werewolves did get away. You know, ideally you'd be curing them of their curses, but you don't have time for that. Okay. Nope. We don't. Um, Yeah. And as you guys are, you you guys have been staying at Kuzma's Inn, uh, you know, getting to know him and his uh, family. And, you know, you find out, oh, his wife passed a few years ago. You know, he's in his 70s. He's a very old man. Uh. Something unrelated to Kuzma is, Rovarth, this is a weird experience for you because the average height here is just a little bit shorter than you are. 
Yeah, there's actually people that are taller than me. A lot. Like, Kuzma is seven foot four. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's and a I'm lot a small. taller. Yeah. You're a baby. Yeah, Holy I'm basically um, next to them. I'm probably the size of what? Smaller than their toddlers, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And Flint's like a gangly... Then Flint's like, you know, oh, yeah, he hasn't quite hit his growth spurt yet. He's getting there. It's, honestly, Flint, what's going on with you is that they are... They're kind of like all the furniture and the homes are built and sized for orcs. Um, so it's not like you're a little kid or whatever. It's just that you're just a little bit short. You know, all the doorknobs are a little bit higher than you're used to them being. <laughs> and it's only by a few inches, but it's just very trippy. It gets in the first couple times when he wakes up. He walks into a door because he didn't grab the doorknob and just kept walking. Yeah, you just like smash your hand against the door. Um, like, oh. But the whole time you're there, Kuzma is just talking about how exciting it was to fight the uh, werewolves with you. You know, and, and just talking about how, yeah, you know, he used to be a hunter, then, you know, he started getting a little too old, so he took over the inn from his dad, and his kids are talking about taking it over from him, but usually you do it until you die, and he's not really sure if that's something he wants to do. Um, <clears throat> what would What is everyone's insight score, like their skill Um, I have a 16 total passive, that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, I was asking about passive. Um, 16 or higher, or really, you know, 13 or higher. You know that he's, like, very subtly hinting that he wants to go with you guys. <laughs> At, like, day five, I've, I kind of call up a, a group meeting in our rooms, like, so... I think Kuzma wants to come with us. How do we feel about that? Because um, I have no problems with it. We do need to get in better gear, though. Do what now? What was the last thing you said? We should get in better gear, though. His, uh, I don't want him to die because his uh, armor is a little old. Yeah, I know. It's also just hide armor. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we have money for that. I mean, I'm... He I'm kicked down. those werewolves' ass, so I'm 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 with this. Yeah, same. Yeah. He can handle himself. He just needs to get some better equipment, and he should be good to go. And we can use another person. So yeah, do you guys go invite Kuzma? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he goes. I I'm old man. I slow you down. I don't know. You held yourself. You held yourself up pretty well against those werewolves. I'm seventy years old. I was about to say Rogarth's oh. old, and he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, you twist my arm. I come with you. Yay! Jana, come. And this—he's uh, like middle-aged. You know, he—he he looks like he might be pushing fifty. Uh, and they. 
speak to each other in Orc for a bit. And uh, they hug, and he goes, All right, I get my things. Um, and he leaves with you guys. Yay. Um, you guys have some encounters and small adventures, but it's like, it's nothing that would even come close to challenging you guys. Um, you know, you run into um, a bullet, and that's nothing for you guys. Oh, man. But Kuzma is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I remember in Onun, two of those things kicked our butts a little bit. Yeah. But you know what level you were? <laughs> Not this. Six. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> We've come so far. Um, yeah, you just have these small little encounters and adventures that for... Um, for you guys, they're minor. They mean nothing at this point. You know, you're crazy powerful. Um, and basically what ends up happening is Kuzma, like, anyone who's played an MMO is familiar with occasionally teaming up with a much higher level player and just skipping levels, going from, like, level 10 to level 15 in an afternoon. Or level 1 to level 15 in an afternoon. And that's basically what happens here. <laughs> it's like, we're the, we're the XP grind for uh, Kuzma. Mm-hmm. We're the power players helping out the new guy on the block. <laughs> it's that meme of the giant of the giant character talking to the, the little tiny character with a wooden sword. And there's just a bunch of arrows hitting the big guy. It's like you're doing great, little buddy. And that goes on, and you run into some smaller towns and things like that, and you you actually luck out a few times. Like uh, you find. A town where uh, this guy had gone to retire and he had all this old gear that he had been, you know, that was kind of his thing was selling magic. Um, and he'd gone to retire and you picked him up, picked up, managed to buy from him a little bit above market value. Some, you know, adamantine chain mail and a, a magic, a plus one great sword, you know, just to help Kuzma be able to fight the kind of things that you guys fight. Yeah, because hide armor is not going to cut it. Hide armor not. and a non-magical great axe is not going to cut it. Nah. Um, it's about... You spend about 1,200 gold. Oh, okay. So, like, if we split that amongst ourselves, that'd be, like, 400 for each of us, player characters. We all cool with that? Yeah, that's fine. I don't yeah. care. We're rich. Take it from the party fund. And eventually, you all arrive at Umaka Keep. Um, and something all of you know, because either you asked um, uh, uh, Betten about it, or you just know it, is that 
Umaka Keep itself is actually built into the side of one of the mountains. And the miles of land that in, that make up the actual domain of the keep is uh, a lot of farms. But what you notice is that a lot of these small towns and villages are populated primarily by kobolds and goblins. That's cool. And... Making me nervous. You know, so Kuzma and Rovarth have some trouble when you guys have to stop occasionally. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything's built for uh, smaller people. Mm hmm. Everything's actually the right size for Ashley one, for one, for uh, Margo for once. I'm, I'm used yeah. to it because I've traveled with you guys for a while, but I think Kuzma's definitely got to adapt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's constantly banging his head. Poor guy. I'm Gandalf and Hobbit. Yeah. And one of the things with Kuzma too is that you know, he makes he'll he'll make the occasional comment about, you know, oh, I was doing good, you know, all this adventuring's doing good for my my lungs and my joints and da 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 da. Oh, I think I've even lost some weight. And Kuzma was a large, muscular man to begin with, but he had that he was like that. Have you ever seen an old guy that has never stopped doing manual labor? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that like fat muscular that they mm -hmm. that a lot of them are? Yeah. That's Kuzma. He has this gut and it kind of persists because his daughter-in-law made him like 20 sweet buns before he left. <gasps> And he was like, ah, I only eat one a day. Have to stay fit. But every time you guys stop to eat some of your rations, he eats one. That's cute. <laughs> that is adorable. This dude is like the best grandfather. <laughs> Robarth's dragon dad. This dude is orc grandfather. <laughs> mm -hmm. He is actually legitimately old enough to be Flint's grandfather. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Flint and Margot's grandfather. Adorable. <clears throat> something... Something I think Flint 100% notices is that everything... in that Everything that you've encountered is very utilitarian. There's not really a lot of art in the way that someone like Rovarth or Margot would recognize as art. But because you are a craftsman to a degree, you're able to notice that every chair, every door frame, every window is meticulously made. Every adult you meet is some sort of master of a skill. That's so cool. Flint is like a... You know, like, uh, here's the thing. His style's a little more um, flat. A little more flashy, a little more like, you know, traditionally artistic, but he's very interested in this because, uh, you know, this is a style that he doesn't usually do, which is that utilitarian, very, everything is planned. And it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you improve yourself by studying styles that normally you find difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, anyone can make me a history or religion check. 
uh, dealer's choice. I'll do a history. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was a natural 20. 24, yes. Nice. Um, I got a 14. And Kuzma got an 18. Um, what did Rovarth get? Uh, Rovarth got a 16. A uh, religion. All right. You got a religion. What did... Uh, did Flint, was that uh, history or religion? History. History. Margo, history or religion? Uh, it doesn't matter, but uh, I guess history. It does. Oh, okay, history. History, okay. And Kuzma got an 18 uh, religion. I'm sorry, Rovarth, what did you get again? Uh, I got a 16 religion. 16, okay. From a historical standpoint, Margo and Flint, you know that kobolds are known for um they're known amongst the other races as being kind of cold there's not a lot of what would traditionally be considered art among kobolds um they um it is a a weird thing there in flint with your role you know that it is the the lesser historian would be the one that would consider cobalt culture as only caring about survival. Whereas in reality, cobalts uh, choose to live in much harsher climates, and that means survival is much more important. And the utilitarian of things is much more important. Cobalts believe in art, but it has to serve a purpose. They don't believe that their cultures don't generally believe in art for the sake of art. And Rovarth and Kuzma know that the kobold god, Kugmerk, uh, is a god of uh, smithing and creation. Um, he's also a god of protection. But Kugmerk, because of that, they're the more traditional religion of kobolds uh, leads to much more appreciation for artisans as opposed to, like, poets. Um, but Flint, you know that even poets have a place in kobold societies because there is a value, a utilitarian value, to poets and storytellers. Neat. That is that is cool as heck. Like, because uh, you know, most of the time, like uh, where we're from, like art is like it doesn't have to be you know to be useful. It just has to be pretty. You know, here it's like, oh, what's what's the purpose of this? Uh, it looks pretty. Then what's the purpose of this? What's the point of it? Why did you spend time on this? Now, if they're like why did you make this tapestry? And they go, well, it tells the history of this town over the past year. Okay, cool. That's a historical document that serves a purpose. It just happens to also be pretty. It's the Bordeaux tapestry. <laughs> then if you did it for no reason, it's like, well, what the fuck is the point? Well, I guess it can be a very pretty rug then, or yeah. a curtain. It keeps the warm in. Um, yeah. 
can I put it up against the floor, and, uh, up against the bottom of my door to keep the cold out at night? Well, yeah. I will give you five copper for it. Oh. <laughs> I could just, that's, that's, that's how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Flint, you actually know that there's an entire, um, in the, in, this would fall under uh, history and religion, um, all of you would know that there is an entire festival in Cobalt religion, uh, or the religion of Kugmerk specifically, that is just about celebrating artisans. I love that. That's cool. That is awesome. Did you all want to do anything specifically in these farms and such? I feel like it wouldn't hurt to stock up on on uh, some trailer rations. Yeah, that sounds good. I should mention um, something you all know. And I think I've mentioned this a couple times already. Is that Umaka Keep is currently the only place in the world that produces uh, titanium. And the secret of how they make titanium is a incredibly guarded secret. They make like titanium weapons. Is that yeah, what like Rovar's primarily... armor is titanium. Huh. Um, but it's also used in construction. It's lighter and stronger than steel. Hmm. Yeah, strength for strength. It's it's lighter. Well, it makes sense that it would be guarded secret because, I mean, that's a big deal. It's yeah. one of those things you've got, you've got a resource that nobody else has. It's literally bulletproof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is uh, incredibly protective. But yeah, you guys stock up easily. And and that's another thing. So something you notice about the architecture is that it's somewhere between a hill dwarf home and a halfling hole, uh, a hobbit hole, where it is. Uh, all of the buildings are actually built downward, so none of the buildings are like two story or anything like that. But they might have one or two basements. One or two. Yeah, like a basement and a sub-basement. That's dope. Um, That's neat. Yeah. And they're all incredibly well lit. A lot of dwarven homes tend to use... Are, they're very well ventilated, but they tend to just use like torches and things like that, whereas uh, hobbit homes usually use... Uh, hobbit holes, halfling homes, usually use uh, creative architecture to just get as much natural light as is possible. But you guys get to uh, um, the keep itself. Um, And there's pretty constant uh, flow of traffic in and out of the keep. But one of the first things you notice is that this... Castle is basically what it is, is massive. It's easily twice the size of the castle, the palace, 
in Seoul. My God. Christ. Um, and as you walk in, one of the things you notice is it's louder than you would have thought it would be because of the amount of people, um, but not as loud as it should be considering how cavernous it is. But one of the first things you notice is that um, the floors are scuffed up from so many boots and foots walking on it, but the pillars, the walls, all of those stones are mirror polished. Oh, wow. Um, And because it is primarily granite, that means it's marble. This is beautiful. Good night. I love marble. It's pretty. And it feels cool when you put your hand on it. That's the thing, too. It's kind of cold. I mean, it's to be expected. You're 20 miles south of the frozen wastes. Flint's, uh, Flint's very glad he has a fluffy coat. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, he's uh, bad for the cold, but at the same time, it's like he very much prefers to be warm. Yeah. Um, You guys are walking... I assume you're trying to find, like, a... Well, who are you... Because you're here to see if you can get some more information on... um, Because the map that you have isn't really a map, if that makes sense. Like, you know that the uh, this dragon graveyard that you're looking for might be, or should be, within a, a week, maybe two weeks of the keep into the mountains. But Betton was like, I don't, I can't get any more specific than this. Um, and he had suggested you come here to see if somebody here could, uh, help you narrow things down. So I think our, a good bet would be to, to be find like a, Someone who explores a lot, a map, or like a map maker. Or perhaps a local historian might also be good. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> go ahead and um, someone, someone make a persuasion check. I can make a persuasion check. Hooray, Margo. No. 16. Nice. What did you roll, a 7? I rolled a 5. <clears throat> you monster. I have plus 11 to persuasion. Jesus. Yeah. Um, God. You... You're asking around, um, and it's actually suggested that um, you... They give you directions in the keep, but they suggest that you speak to one of the, uh, this, uh, cause there are like these merchant booths and food stands and things like the great hall of Umaka keep seems to be primarily used as like a farmer's market. Ooh, I love it. Um, I'm gonna grab some food. Oh yeah. No, the food's great. Um, not as finely spiced as you're used to, because it's just hard to get a lot of different kinds of spices up here. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's very good. And, uh, you know, Kuzma's like, I ran out of uh, sticky buns, I guess. She didn't pack as many as I thought she did. But I found this thing. It's called, uh, they call it Bramble Cake. It's funnel cake. Oh, I love it. And he's just holding the whole thing in his hand and eating it. And it's, you know, powdered sugar's getting everywhere. I'm going to get some and shove my face in it. And get powdered sugar everywhere. I will also buy assorted pastries. Listen, we're pastry fiends. Let, like, Flint's not even going to deny he's getting things. Hovarth will try and be classy as he eats his pastry. Why? Be- yeah, no. Not going to be classy at all. No, I know you aren't. That's that's why I'm going to be classy with it. That's just, even me in real life. You. <laughs> I wouldn't shove my whole face in it, but, you know, I, I do not. So you say. Uh... <laughs> well, Margo's not raw. <laughs> this is... Yeah, but Ashley kind of is. Oh my well. god, you're so mean. I'm not that bad. I do drop food on myself when I eat, but I'm not that bad. You're so rude um, to me. I am. D- isn't didn't like so, the first day Flint and Margot met Rawl, we all ate of a trash can. Absolutely. Like, yes. And I got some too. Um, <laughs> so you guys you head through, and they kind of give you directions, um, but they suggest you speak to one of the council members. Uh, her name is Samir Kunim, and she's a, a historian, a historian. Uh, so she might know something. And as you guys follow those directions, um, you are kind of forced to scarf your pastries at a certain point because the guards are like, "No, you're not. You're not going to this part of the keep with trailing powdered sugar everywhere." <laughs> Sorry. Just, just finish your food and drinks here. I fold up my pastry and put it in my bag. I have yeah. I have yield wax paper. Kuzma does that, uh, like old grandpa thing where he makes a little bit of a mess and he tries to just like wipe his hands on his shirt and he just makes it worse. I just, I just clean it like me and Flint. <laughs> prestidigitation, right? Oh, Flint can't use pre- yep. prestidigitation. I wish I, I could. I can, so I just, I just clean it. Yeah, Rovarth can. That's so cute. Oh my god. Um, he kind of looks at one of the marble walls and goes, "Rovarth, I think you left a little too much powdered sugar in my beard." I don't. <gasps> you didn't. He's I can... just. He just has like a lot of white. Haha, good one. Oh, that's funny. Um, he has this big full beard that almost hides his tusks. You got the granddad jokes. <laughs> yeah, um, and a, a top knot. But yeah, you guys go and you, you find uh, this office that in Draconic, it is labeled as... Oh, Oh, actually, I almost forgot something. As you're going there, you pass the religious center mm-hmm. for the keep. Um, mm-hmm. There is a church, like an actual like big room for worship and everything for um, Kugmerk. But you notice that there there's this like much not much smaller but smaller more multi-purpose room kind of room, um, and there are some 
small shrines set up to various deities there. You know, you see one for uh, Rhymus, one for Barone, um, Aralgrat, Nenhilda, a few things like that. Um, and you see a few you don't recognize, but you could go ahead and make um, uh, religion checks, if you like. Um, I would. 16? Uh, 15. Natural 20. Oh, nice. 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 Um, with a 15, Rovarth, you and Kuzma both recognize, uh, this war mask of this, like, stern face, old man's face. Oh, I know this um, one. And it's the totem for Davo. And Davo is a primal spirit, uh, specifically of survival. Mm-hmm. It's believed that Davo's people were killed. His entire species was killed uh, during the Aurora War, and he was the only survivor. Um, so he has become this primal spirit of survival and the disenfranchised and the underdog and things like that. But with a natural 20, you recognize the holy symbol to uh, Botlo, who is a goblin god. Um... To goblin religion, Botlo created the goblins. Um, that Botlo was a failed attempt at orcs by Forog and um, Vargan and Badbog, and he was cast aside for being too small. But he kept surviving because he was clever. And the primary tenet of Botlo is that Botlo does not require that uh, goblins worship him or think of him, only that they think. And with the natural 20, you know that there are like 200 different sects of uh, the Botlo religion because the core tenet is to think and question. So it kind of means that everyone ends up interpreting these religious texts differently and starting their own version of the church. Wow, that church has definitely gone through a lot of schisms. Yeah, uh, Botlo is pretty unique among gods in that, uh, like, he is a very minor deity, but Botlo is unique in that he is a god of free thinking. Most gods really only encourage that to an extent. Or most religions, rather. But the Botlo religion, I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to think of Botlo, but you do have to think. Question, continue to learn all of those things. But you do eventually make it to uh, an office in Draconic on the door, uh, Draconic and Goblin. It uh, says Samir Kunim, and it has office hours, um, and you guys are 
in office hours. Nice. I mean, we go there since we're within office hours. I open the door politely. I would knock first. Yeah, I, was I knock and knock then first. politely. Knock. <laughs> I open the door, but politely. Um, yeah, you see this uh, uh, cobalt woman. Clearly a mountain cobalt because she's uh, got these brown mottled scales. Um, is very hardy. And she begins to speak in Draconic and realizes, you know, she sees Flint and Marco and Kuzma and says, uh, Ah, hello. What can I do for you? And everybody was silent. Let me check my notes. Um, we um, were wondering if you had, if you knew anything about, was it the dragon out of character? Was uh, it the Dragon Spine Mountains? Yeah, it was something You're on in the, the north. dragons. The Dragon Spine Mountains are like three thousand miles long. Yeah, um, but no, you, about a dragon graveyard. Yeah. Yes, but there we go. It was somewhere to the north. If so my math is correct. Um, I'm just gonna ask if she knows anything about a dragon graveyard. I'm afraid that I don't. I mean. There's a lot of, there is a lot of um, speculation that such a thing would exist in various parts of the world, as uh, dragon bones are rarely found, um, unless the dragon met an unnatural death, but we do know that dragons do eventually succumb to the natural aging process. Robarth, uh, do you still have that map Benton gave us? Yeah, I'll, I'll show her the map that Benton gave us. So hmm. We have a we have a rough sketch, but we have this is a lot of vagueness to this. Hmm. Where did you get this? It's very uh, interesting. Lord Benton made it for us. Lord Benton. You've heard about his museum in Seoul. I hadn't heard anything about the museum, but yes, I am. I've read a few of his papers. Um. Yes, hold on, and she takes it over, she opens a drawer and grabs a uh, map and a, um, or she just grabs a map, and she lay- She moves a couple things off of a different table in her office, and she lays it down, and or she lays your map down first, and then lays down this other map on top of it, and she slides her fingers along some runes carved into the table, and the surface of the table lights up the tabletop. Oh, that is so cool. Um, it's a projector. And Flint, you know, it's just a very simple permanent light cantrip. But because of where it's placed and how it functions, it makes for... So she's able to kind of slide the maps around to see what she can line up. That's still pretty, like, ingenious. That's, that's cool. That's awesome. This is like an old-timey projector. It's like a light box. Yeah. Um, it, it is the same basic technology behind tracing. Um, let me make a roll for her. Well, oh, that's really fucking good. 
Um, she goes, now, hmm, this is fascinating. Where did, where did you, did Betton get this map? We may have found a map. she's just making notes. (laughs) Oh, map stone. That would explain why there weren't any real records of this. All right. Uh, why, why are you looking for a dragon graveyard? And she's kind of making some notes on a notebook. Um, Margo, you can see very easily that she's just kind of writing in shorthand seems to be working to help you guys figure out where this map lines up. Can I make a perception check though? Or to do... Just to be sure that she's... Insight check? Yeah, insight, I think, is more what you want. Yes. To see if she... Yeah, you can make an insight check. Oh, well, that's bad. Nine. Um, She just seems to have a scholarly... Like, she's just... You're basically throwing a lot of info at her at once, Mm -hmm. and she's just trying to understand it. Okay. Cool. You know, dragon graveyards went from a speculative reality to a potential reality. That's cool. Real quick, and we're shaking the boundaries of history once again. I'm going to be vague in my answering of the question as Rovarth is visibly somewhat nervous. Because recent events. But I will... It's okay, you can say my brother... You can say Flint's brother trying to kill us. I'm not going to say that, but... (laughs) What what I will tell her is that uh, my my patron has directed me to find this location, and I believe it will be of great benefit to uh, our societies. Hmm. And she stops and says, um, "You're a warlock." Yes. All right. What kind of patron? And she's looking you right in the eyes. Fuck. Dude, it's not a bad question. It's... Nervousness intensifies dragon? Hmm. Interesting. He goes back to taking some notes. She goes, I... Hold on. Um, And she goes back over to her desk. She's looking for something. But she says, uh, I don't know what your patron wants at the graveyard, or with the graveyard, or anything like that, but you should be tremendously careful. Not only are the mountains very dangerous, Remoraz, Yetis, Frost Giants, uh, we even, we obviously get some Opal Dragons, and White Dragons, and Silver Dragons, but for the graveyard to have been so rarely spoken of throughout history... It is important, and all important things have guardians. Yeah. Well, we've run into uh, things like this before with our expeditions with Benton, so hopefully we're not going to be completely caught off guard, but I appreciate the warning. Hmm. Well, um, and Margo, you, you're... You already said you were keeping a close eye on her. So when she's at her desk, 
she's opening drawers and what she's doing is she's getting a large piece of paper and pencil. She's going to basically trace over the other, like over both maps um, and kind of give you guys a slightly less crude map. Mm-hmm. But what you notice in her desk drawer is a badge. Uh-uh. This black badge uh, that shimmers rainbow a little bit with a sword. It's shaped like a shield with a sword through it. That's Roscoe's um, badge. It looks it. exactly like the badge that Flint described Roscoe having. What's that badge there? Um... Just gonna come right out with it, aren't you? Yeah, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna fuck around with that. Uh, she did not roll high enough. All of you. Um, oh, I say all. Oh, everyone but Kuzma notices that she closes her desk drawer a little too fast, and she says, uh, "I'm sorry." Your badge. In your desk. Oh, that's just um, my councilman's badge. You know, don't have to have it on while I'm in my office. Uh, And even Kuzma can tell that that was a lie. (laughs) Uh, Flint very carefully goes, I would believe that if, if one of our friends didn't have one just like it. Yeah. Uh, Make a persuasion check, Flint. Okay, that's my fault. Oh, hey, that's not bad. 19. 19. Um, she looks at all of your faces and says, um, we can talk about my badge if you can tell me what it is. Well, we know. based on the reactions of, of Margo and Flint... Prismatic guard. Presumably it's a prismatic guard badge. She nods. Yes. Yes, it is. What do you know about the prismatic guard that has put you on such edge? Sounded kind of evil. Flint, look. (laughs) Flint kind of puts his hand on Margot's shoulder and goes... We had a friend who was in it, from what it sounded like, um, he told us it was a force. They worked for good, but some of their methods uh, that we saw didn't seem, didn't seem very good, even if they were well-intentioned. It seemed to me like it was a sort of one of those brainwashing cult things where the ends justify the means, no matter how horrid they are. Which can be right in some cases, but not not with what we saw. Um, her face darkens. Um, she's not a very good liar. But her face darkens, and she says, What did your friend tell you that the mission, that the charge of the Prismatic Guard was? To eliminate Ashku, or to keep them locked away. By any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Aha. Your friend was very likely a member of the Order of St. Frierson. 
I'm honestly surprised to hear that it's still around. It was a cautionary tale when I was growing up. The true charge of the prismatic guard is simply to prevent Ashku from escaping the cage and to help people as we can. However, the the Order of St. Frierson believe that the only means to help the world is to eradicate evil. And they believe that to do this, that they must have Ashku destroyed, which requires that he be released from the cage. Well, that can't happen. Jesus. Oh, that's not good. They're religious extremists, even by the standards of most religious extremists. What happens to... Oh, go ahead. They attempted to create a schism in the Prismatic Guard 200 years ago, um, and we were led to believe that it failed, and possibly the Guard at the time believed that it had failed. But this is important to know. Luckily, there are so few ways to open the cage uh, so that should give us time. It's unlikely they would have found the Mana Stone, for example. <laughs> I can guarantee you that that is not on the table. I will not tell you how I know that. Um, I respect you enough to tell you Make that that's not on the table. Make a deception check. <laughs> Jesus, Rovarth. <laughs> Rovarth, just keep... <laughs> She's Shut telling it. her our secrets. She's telling her... Uh, us her secrets i'm look i can tell she's not a demon in disguise okay <laughs> i don't trust her still i'm sorry <laughs> this is my flaw <laughs> uh, honesty i mean pretty much my one weakness pretty much uh deception you say uh mm -hmm. plus four so 16 all right she looks at you, and there's a just a beat, and she goes, You have the mana stone, don't you? I'm not going to say anything, but I have that face like, oh shit. <laughs> I, I love that you just stare at her for like a full five seconds and go, no. <laughs> just starts cracking up. He's like, he's like god dang it. He's like, Grimbella Emberstone, why are you so <laughs> um, and uh, Kuzma raises his hand and goes I don't know what the mana stone is you know Kuzma the less you know the better so I until mean, we solve our problem that's so. not fair he's a part of our group yeah I'm like <laughs> it's uh it's I mean um, we don't have to show it right now in front of this person we don't know but and uh, Samir says, everything. that's, that is fine. I don't really want to see it. Okay. 
there are there are definitely people out there that are looking for it, and that's one of the reasons we're going to these mountains is to solve that problem. Is <laughs> mm. what I will tell you. Well, um, do you do you understand why Ashku escaping the cage is as bad as it is? Uh, Jason probably knows. I don't know if Rovarth does. Can I make a religion check? Yeah. All yeah, because right. I, I did read up on Ashku, so I have an idea, but I don't know how much oh, neat. I got knows. a 19. 19. Um, you know that if Ashku escapes the cage, then only divine might will be able to put him back. And mm. that might mean a war between the gods. Oh, hell no. Which will raise the planet. Yeah, no. We know it'll, well, it'll destroy um, everything. But with the roles that you got, you also know that, according to religious scholars, Ashku and Barone cannot be destroyed. They are fundamentally tied to the fabric of reality. So why does this group think that they can just, you know, destroy them? Like, what... <sighs> What audacity. They believe that Barone will recreate the world without evil. Well, then I'm, how we, like... The... It's not possible. It's the point. I am not the one to have this discussion with, is I am not the one who believes in these things. Oh, no, no. I was just... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so- sorry. We're... What is done with those that are found to have this belief? Like I said, the last time I heard about it was 200 years ago. Not to put more on your plate, but because I feel like being the responsible one here, and you seem like to be the one to tell these things, with your position being what it is, what if, theoretically speaking, one of these uh, members was to be killed and happen to have, I'm going to be so nervous when I say this. Why um, are you saying it? Because she needs to know. Somebody responsible needs to know. Because Jason's gears are turning in his head and he's not going to let this calamity be on my hands. Okay. Okay. Uh, what if theoretically Bayron's shield was to be on that person's uh, person when they were killed and now it isn't? She like very gently does that thing where you just take your two fingers and like rub the inside corners of your eyes and with that truth bomb we're gonna leave you (laughs) god damn it Romarth well then she goes that would be that would be very bad the barone shield is a piece of divinity and not just any divinity, it is a piece of Barone. Barone created the cage that holds Ashku. Okay. Okay. Alright. The rituals necessary would be incredibly difficult and lengthy and exhaustive, if not lethal. But the shield could be used as a key. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. That's why I'm telling you this. 
Alright. Sorry, girlfriend. But once we're done doing this, we're gonna definitely get involved in that murder investigation. Did you just say girlfriend? Yeah, and she finishes making this map for you. Um, and oh, man. She says, You need to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason that I haven't told anyone other than you. We're we're going to do our best because last thing we need is any more trouble. And uh, obviously this goes without saying, but this conversation didn't happen. Yes, as a member of an incredibly secret society, I definitely didn't assume that. Just <laughs> covering all the bases. You never know these days. And, that's, and I, I turned it to Flint and Margo. This goes for you, too. The conversation didn't happen. What? I mean, I mean, yeah, man, I thought that was the point. Oh, goodness. We're not that dumb. We're not that dumb. You've been known to make foolish decisions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. Who's the one that spilled the beans here? This was an excellent decision. Somebody has to know. We can't keep this to ourselves. I figure we give it to somebody responsible. <laughs> I just assumed we'd give it to somebody who might have the resources to help us. Exactly. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. So what do you guys do? She has made this map for you. True to my word, we're going to get out of her hair, let her process all the information that I have just dumped on her, and we're going to go and find this thing. Whatever um, it is. I thank her for the... For the map. Thank you very much. Um, and she, I mean, she asks you questions like, you know, where was the body found? Where did you live? You know, things like that. And you, I yeah. assume you guys just tell I will, her. Yeah, I will absolutely yeah. give her the relevant information. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'll bring up kind of the, you know, the damage we saw on the body because I feel like that's important. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, the, the damage on the body, she's just not equipped. Like, she doesn't have the skills necessary to really interpret that. Um, but she does take notes of everything and says, um, I, will, I will alert the soul chapter and a few others. We'll, we'll hope for the best. Tell them not to interfere with the investigation as much as they can. Too late. I think there's gonna be like. Well, look, if they let's... get involved, I don't. I don't want my girlfriend to be hurt. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh. Oh no, she's already gonna be we, mad at us. We don't make a habit of hurting bystanders. Then we're good. Oh no, she's gonna hate me. But when I tell her the reason why, she'll love me. <laughs> or at she'll least understand. Hate me. She'll hate me less. Is the point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what what are you? You guys are leaving. What else are you doing? What's up? Um, does Flint or Margo want to get titanium gear while we're here? Because Eli did say this is one of the few places that you can get titanium gear. True. Or at least that had titanium. Would that be beneficial for me, though? No. See, okay. I, I don't know. Like, as a player, I have no idea. I'm yeah, just... then 
Um, I mean, my thing is, I'm not proficient in anything but light armor, so I'm not sure how much if I could get anything really. Yeah, it has to be metal uh, armor or weapon. Hey, what about uh, Kuzma? Well, adamantine is already magical. Adam, well, sort of, kind of. Adamantine means that he can't be critted. See, if we get him uh, titanium armor, it'll increase his armor class. Yeah. Okay. So that's the question. Um, and the the benefit of, like, at the level you guys are at, the benefits of titanium weapons and armor aren't really that big a deal. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm putting it out there because it seems like something that yeah, if no, we were to do, this is yeah. where we would do it. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys, like, if you guys were um, now, something you could do is um, if you wanted is you could get uh, Kuzma a shield and a titanium greatsword. That would be dope. Let's that do would that. Help. <laughs> uh, one second. And then I will buy knickknack I will bring along Flint to ensure that the knickknack is not cursed. <laughs> Jesus. The amount of things you've brought home that I've had curses is <laughs> impressive. So. I brought him a thing that was cursed, but it was helpful. Well, it wasn't cursed. Oh, that's right. No. It was Never just mind. haunted. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I think the tiara was cursed. Oh, yeah, that was the first thing I bought. (laughs) Thankfully, we didn't anger Flint's future godmother. So, that sword... um, I'm going to ask for it back when I meet her. (laughs) You can get a shield, no problem. Unless you want it to be magical, it's just a shield. Um, Titanium doesn't do anything for shields. Um, but the sword will cost 2,000 gold. How much do we have in the party fund? I'll put my gold towards it. I mean, I can put mine towards it, too. Yeah, well, we can all put a, put, put some towards it. I need to know the So amounts. how are we going to split that up? Well, 2,000 divided by three. Which doesn't divide evenly. I mean, that's fine. I'll throw 700 so, at it. Okay. Well, and then the rest of it gets divided, yeah. Which is 650. Okay, yeah, sorry. Mm. I don't do math. You're fine, I have a calculator. I was it's trying okay. to. It's okay, us, us other people do math, and we can all double check each other. This is go. why my profession was hairstyling for a long time. <laughs> This is why I have a calculator on my computer. I was a musician before that, and all you have to do is count to four normally. All right. Well, uh, because of you guys, Kuzma's AC is now 19. Oh, my Yay. God, that's so cool. He's one less than and me. he is wielding a great sword in one hand. He does slightly less damage, but that's fine. Hmm. <laughs> We're just loading this dude up with, with so much gear. 
Oh, yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. He's our awesome NPC lad. We need to keep him safe. He's your grandpappy. Grandpappy. Grandpappy safe. I love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy random knickknack and I'll have Flint make sure it's not magic. Yeah, you actually find a uh, very meticulously made uh, watch. And what makes it very unique is that uh, it actually straps around your wrist. Cool. I got a, I got a wrist watch. <laughs> or, you know, just a watch for us modern day people. It's a wrist. Yeah, you just call it a watch. But uh, yeah. in the era that you guys exist in, it's primarily... Um, pocket watches. Yeah, pocket watches. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so now that you guys are done shopping, did you want to do anything else, or did you want to head out into the mountains? I mean, I'm eager to get this stuff done, because in my opinion, we're on a time yeah. clock, but that's me. Can I get What's something up, shiny real quick? <laughs> Can you please be more specific? Like jewelry or something like that. Oh, yeah, you just get a piece of jewelry. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You find what makes your little uh, otter heart yeah, sing. Yeah, you guys you buy have a, t- a ton of uh, money, and there are all kinds of artisans. Um, now, most of the jewelry does serve a purpose, so it's like, um, you know, it's a ring, but it actually serves to um, work as a counter, or kind of like. It's like this uh, very intricately made calendar. Oh, wow. It holds notes. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It pops open and holds notes. Oh, my God. Did you spook your bird? No, he just... Jesus, stop being a bitch. What the fuck? No, no. You're not hanging out. Hang on. Hang on. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Bitch burp happens again. Bad boy. Oh. He got annoyed and want because he wanted me to pay attention to him, and so he decided to fly at the microphone. <laughs> oh my god! That's <laughs> the wind flaps we heard. Yes. Oh boy! Oh well, god. and that's why I thought he like fell. No, he. <sighs> it's fine. He looks. I'm gonna get a picture of him. He's pissed. Um. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there, there's no, like, for Margot, there's plenty of cute, shiny things, but there's nothing that's just jewelry. Okay. Well, I probably won't get anything then. I was I was thinking maybe I could get something that was, like, I don't know, different. I, mean, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. I'm tired. This is, art, arts and that's crafts okay. are practical here. Maybe yeah. a different Yeah, so that's what I think yeah, that, is really cool. that's the cool. thing. There's not just rings, you know? Yeah, I think that's cool, but I just, I realize now, like, what the fuck am I going to use? Like, what utilitarian purpose can a piece of, like, jewelry help for me as, yeah. you know? Yeah, it, it just wouldn't interest Margo. Yeah. I've got um, my sleeve for my rock, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you guys head out into the mountains. Um... Somebody make a survival check. Margot's got yes. the well, I was about to say, actually, uh, Kuzma has a plus six. <gasps> okay, yes, Kuzma. Kuzma's got the survival. Every time you say Kuzma, I think Cusco. That's fine. Uh, so the, the liquid core die has betrayed you. Oh, no. Because uh, he got a 10. 
That's so pretty and so mean. Yes. Like you. So you guys, just like me, <laughs> um, you guys are, you're traveling. Um, you, you pretty much have to head straight into the mountains and the wastes. And because it's a little bit later in the year, it hasn't really stopped snowing. Uh, Margot, you have resistance to cold damage. You're fine. Yes, I do. I mean, it's cold. If you were out here, like, without a jacket or anything, you probably would get sick. Uh, but for the most part, you're fine. I would have set mine to cold if we're going to the cold place. I'm safe. That's fine. Um... Especially when he mentioned when when they mentioned ice dragons things. There has been so much rolling in the background this session that has made me so goddamn nervous. Yeah, I'm on edge right now because I keep hearing dice. Should be. Margot, a twenty four hits your armor class, right? I mean, obviously. Oh no! <laughs> cool. One second. <sighs> you bastard! Don't hurt my baby. Uh, well, lucky. I rolled lowly. Lowly. Um, do do. You take 19 bludgeoning damage as this massive boulder, uh, a bit bigger than you, slams down into the ground in front of you and sends you tumbling back. I wouldn't notice that. It's flying through the air. Someone threw it. Oh. You didn't oh. see the thrower. Okay. I just thought I couldn't be... Well, no, no, never mind. That's a surprise. Never mind. Okay. Yes. Cool. So how much damage was it again? I'm sorry. 10? Uh, no, it was 19. 19? Mm-hmm. And then from across this uh, small ravine, three frost giants leap across this ravine to attack you guys. And uh, this episode is over. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck. Hey, at least it's Nuri Moraz. What? True. I'll, I'll tell you about them later. Okay. You guys got pluggables? Yeah. I have the the pluggables. Um, I have a Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. All are elvenly underscore e. I occasionally post art. Mainly, I scream. If you want to see me scream about things I care about, things I'm I'm interested in, go go forth. Have fun. I have a YouTube channel. It is Aerosil Prime. Things will be posted eventually. Go. I'm Ashley. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter under AmCosplayClean. Oops, I accidentally pushed something. Um. Oh, uh, sorry. I I post uh, cosplay things occasionally. Um, it's been a long time for that. Sometimes things about my animals. Um, if you're interested in those, oh, and obviously D and D. So if you're interested in any of those things, you're more than welcome to check it out. Uh, our sound engineer for this episode has been Jay Booth. You can find him on the Ludiverse podcast, the Asundered World podcast, which is another actual play D and D podcast like this one. Uh, on pretty much all social media at Big Daddy Dice, and. You can find me. I'm around. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. 
Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.